Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five movies from the Halloween franchise. Of course, it's the month of October. Halloween is, I believe, literally tomorrow. Uh, and I've been looking forward to watching all these movies, to rank these movies almost all year, since last October. Didn't get around to it last year. Finally made it happen this year. Uh, I talked about and reviewed the original Halloween film from 1978 last year, which I absolutely love. This is a crazy franchise that has a lot of different timelines, a lot of different kind of uh, consistencies, some reboots, some movies that don't even feel like they're Halloween movies at all. So I'm going to talk about the entire franchise in general. I'm going to obviously rank my top five films out of the entire franchise. And I'm also going to rank my top, how I'm going to rank the different timelines that are available. Uh, this franchise has been compared to or described as a choose-your-own-adventure type of a franchise uh, because of all of the different types of storylines and different types of narratives and timelines that have existed in this franchise. And uh, so I'm going to talk about all that. It's going to be a all-inclusive discussion and ranking of Halloween, all of the Halloween movies, which I re-watched all of the Halloween movies in the past two weeks in preparation for this uh many of which i watched for the first time and some of which i've watched multiple times uh and uh you know it was an interesting way to not only see how the different storylines played out how successfully or unsuccessfully they handled them um but you know to get an all-inclusive idea of all of the things involved obviously the original Halloween film, 1978, uh, is Haddonfield, Illinois is the location. You have John Carpenter, the director, the writer. Just a simple horror film, as so many original horror films and franchises are, whether it's Halloween or the Saw franchise or The Purge. Uh, the, the first film in all of those franchise, Alien, all of those films in those franchise, very simple films. And then they start to add more. They start to expand it, trying new ideas, taking big swings. Some do it better than others. And I think for the most part, Halloween, uh, you can't really go wrong. There's, despite the fact that there is, you know, movies that I didn't really like, they're not really horrible. There's only one movie that I the worst movie in the franchise that that kind of uh, I don't like. And there's a specific reason because it, it literally made the previous film worse uh, by what they did. Right. Which is the opposite of something like Star Wars, where they put Rogue One and it makes the first Star Wars movie even more interesting because of what happened that led up to it that they discussed in Rogue One. This movie made the previous film horrible like made one of the most epic parts of the previous film meaningless uh so let me talk about i guess first Haddonfield, filled illinois 
Obviously, Michael Myers is our star. He's our monster. He's the guy in most of the films that is the the antagonist for everybody. Stalks and kills people on Halloween. He loves coming back to Haddonfield, Illinois, whether it's coming back from the dead, coming coming awake from a, a coma, whatever it is. He loves returning to his hometown during Halloween. Uh, of course, Laurie Strode, who is played by... God, man, I'm going to... I should have had... What's her name? Um, <laughs> uh, Jamie Lee Curtis playing Laurie Strode. Kind of the first one, Babysitter, and then all the other movies she's grown up. Although the second one, she's also the 81 Halloween movie. She's uh takes place right after the events of the first one. Uh, so Laurie Strode, obviously a big character in this. Dr. Loomis... Another big character in this, he's in all of the movies uh, as the doctor where this kid, Michael Myers, kills his sister when he's six years old and then gets put in a mental institution and then 15 years later breaks out, right? And he goes back to kill, to kill the people of Haddingfield, Illinois. Uh, and in the original, I guess let me, I'll, I'll rank the different storylines, and then I'll kind of run through the storylines to kind of just describe the storylines and why I like them. So my top five Halloween franchise storylines, coming in at number five, my least favorite of the Halloween franchise storylines is the one that includes Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. Right? So this one, if you were... To choose this adventure as the franchise to watch in order of that makes sense for the story. Uh, this one starts with the first Halloween from 1978. Uh, then it also includes Halloween 2 from 1981. And then it moves to Halloween H2O 20 years later. And then ends with Halloween Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection, my least favorite Halloween movie. The reason why Halloween Resurrection is my least favorite is because in H2O, which is an okay movie, right? She has a son. Uh, she's a teacher. She changed her identity uh, because it takes place after the second Halloween movie. That means that she's related to Michael Myers, which is something that's brought up in the second film, as well as the Rob Zombie remake. Uh, so that's why it includes Halloween 1 and 2. But after the events of two, she moved away, changed her name. Uh, but uh, Michael Myers is free, breaks free again, and uh, he, like he's in, he was in a coma and wakes up. He's being transferred. It's always when he's being transferred. Wakes up out of his coma and then he's back, right? And he's going to kill Laurie Strode and her kid, and. Ends with a badass thing, right? It ends in a way, Halloween H2O, in a way that you would hoped they would have learned in previous films that you can't just be okay assuming Michael Myers is dead, right? At the end of H2O, he's like attacks, she's surviving, her son's surviving. It's like a prep school, which is like whatever. Her boyfriend gets killed, uh, but she kills Michael Myers. And as they're loading his body into the coroner's truck, she takes a cop's gun, she has an axe, and she steals the coroner's van because she knows it's not enough to just assume Michael Myers is dead, right? The thing that should have been done in all of them, 
there's a scene where she like runs the car off the road, which is kind of cheesy. He flies out of the car, um, and then the the truck hits him against a tree, and then she gets out and chops his head off, beheads him. Epic end to Halloween H two O. Right? She did it. She definitively chopped the head off this monster. It's like good luck riding him back. Right? This is a guy who's been shot multiple times, stabbed multiple times, burned. All kinds of stuff keeps coming back. She chopped off his head. Good luck writing that one back. And then Halloween Resurrection comes out, my least favorite. And it starts with writing an excuse for why he's alive. And the excuse is that he put his mask on one of the EMTs, but for whatever reason, the EMT couldn't get the mask off. And there's, it cuts to a flashback of him like trying to get the mask off or whatever, which doesn't make any sense. And she didn't actually kill Michael Myers. She killed an EMT. So because she killed an EMT, she is in that mental institution now. She's storing her pills, not taking her pills. She wants to stay sharp. She knows Michael Myers is coming back. He comes back, right? Oh, shit. She's in a hospital. Cool entrance. Like, oh. And she's planned out. She's got a thing. She goes to the roof. And her plan is to trick him into getting his foot caught in a snare that gets hung over the side of the building and when he's hanging on the side of the building and she's about to kill him he he pretends to go for a mask again and she gets flashbacks to the emt guy that she's beheaded and she goes slowly to go take the mask off to make sure that it's michael myers and of course obviously he pulls her out stabs her kills her laurie strode dies at the beginning of halloween resurrection unceremoniously first it makes the ending of h2o meaningless then they kill laurie strode then the rest of the movie it's clear this movie came out in 2002 because it's trying to be every other horror movie that came out in the late 90s early 2000s it's trying to be like scream it's trying to be like i know what you did last summer it's trying to do this ensemble cast of teenage kids Right. It's also trying to be the real world because what the idea is, this production company cast a bunch of high school kids and they're going to make them sleep, spend the night in the Michael Myers house. Cameras are set up everywhere, but it's not your regular reality TV show. It's some online thing where people have access to control things. So while the kids are being tormented in this house, which, by the way, one of the producers is wearing a Michael Myers outfit to scare them because it's all staged because that's what reality TV is. But also Michael Myers is there. So who is it? Is it the producer or is it Michael Myers? Also, there's a group of kids at a Halloween party who end up filing into this office that has this crazy computer set up with a giant TV on the wall for the monitor. And the nerdy kid is all of a sudden popular because he's able to control the cameras and all this kind of stuff. It's dumb. It makes the previous movie worthless. The ending of the beheading, the epic beheading at the end of H2O makes it pointless. It unceremoniously kills Laurie Strode in the opening act. Like it makes her look dumb. She's been planning this whole thing and that's how she goes out horrible and then it just turns into like this combination of scream in the real world the worst but if you want to watch that's why it's my least favorite timeline halloween one from 78 halloween two from 81 then h2o then halloween resurrection h2o is pretty good it's interesting moving on to my fourth timeline and this is pretty easy this is just halloween three you don't 
have to watch any of the ha- other Halloween movies. It is like an anthology movie. It's about Halloween masks. They literally at times are watching the first Halloween movie on TV. So like in this reality, Halloween's a movie that came out and it's just a completely different story. It's kind of crazy. Even though there's reference to Halloween 3 in, I think, Halloween Kills, which I, I like. There's a lot of references in Kills, but Halloween 3, it's its own like anthology movie. has nothing to do with the franchise as well, but I like that more than 4 or 5 because it's, it's, not, it's got some interesting kills. It's an interesting idea where it's like this Halloween mask company has these chips that like brainwash kids, and it's kind of an interesting thing. Interesting swing. Better than, better than five, but still it's four because it's not really a Halloween movie. My third favorite Halloween timeline is the Rob Zombie reboots, which I think are a very interesting take. Very grounded take. It's definitely much more of a Michael Myers story. You get to see him as a kid. His family is a white trash family, as most characters in a Rob Zombie film are. They're just the most disgusting, despicable types of people. And he's like a troubled kid. Uh, Loomis kind of gets his eye on him before he even kills his family. Uh, you get to see the entire how he slaughters his family. Um, and then Lori is his, baby's, his baby sister that he comes back for when he grows up. Uh, so it's similar in some ways to Halloween 1 and 2 where Lori is related to him. Uh, the second of which I didn't really like the second Rob Zombie Halloween movie where it's Lori's character is just going crazy because she finds out she's related to Michael Myers. There's this whole like white horse kind of mythology kind of stuff that uh, it's just it's too wacky. It's interesting, visually interesting and interesting take. Uh, so that's why it's coming at number three. Right. It's a Halloween story, but and it's grounded. I like the first one, but overall it's it's disappointing. The second one's disappointing. So coming at number three, the Rob Zombie reboot. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspired Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspired Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show, the Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week ad-free available on Monday. You also get discounts that are members-only pricing type of deals. All of the podcasts that I've produced in the past, close to 20 different podcasts, I've produced hundreds of episodes. There's also my personal blog. You can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art. All of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one year subscription of Inspire Disorder Plus. Head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show! My second favorite timeline adventure in the Halloween movie franchise is the original. Halloween 1, 2, 4, 5, and 6. From 78, 81, 88, 89, and 95. Uh, I think it's good towards the end, right? Laurie Strode is 1 and 2. Then four picks up where it's a niece, so it's a relative of Laurie Strode. Uh, and the idea, the whole idea between that of that franchise that they kind of 
brought in towards the end is that there is a curse that would be put on a child born of one of the families in a village. And that child's curse was to kill that family in order to spare the village. And Michael Myers was this child who was cursed to kill his family. That's why he went and killed, had to come back and kill Laurie Strode. That's why in these movies he came back to kill this niece because she's still a relative of the, I guess not the Strode, the Myers family. Which is interesting. Um, I think four, the way four ends, super interesting, where the niece spends the whole movie trying to get away, and the end of it, she basically turns into Michael Myers, this little girl killing somebody in her family. Like, she's been possessed now to follow through with this thing. Um, I think five is probably the best of those last three, but... Overall fun franchise of films, interesting kind of take on it. Doesn't necessarily execute everything great, but it, it is, you know, an 80s horror franchise. So I, I, I like the explanation for everything, how it's a fa- this kid of a family to be cursed to kill that family, it, kill his family in order to save the, the uh, village, right? So that's my second favorite Halloween timeline, the original. My favorite, I didn't really, it didn't stick the landing, but I liked where it was going. I think it did the most interesting things and made the most sense. And that being the one with David Gordon Green's trilogy. So it's the first Halloween movie from 78 and then doesn't involve itself with two. Laurie Strode is not related to Michael Myers. So it goes from the 78 uh, Halloween straight to the 2018 Halloween by David Gordon Green, where Michael Myers is in mental institution again. His podcast crew is going to interview him. Laurie Strode is like this militant prepper type of a person, which makes sense. She raised her daughter to be like, they have been training their entire lives to prepare for Michael Myers return. Cause they're waiting for, they know what's going to happen. Makes complete sense. Would have completely traumatized that family. They like seeing Laurie Strode, becoming that badass type of person almost like in terminator 2 how his mom was very good with guns and all that kind of stuff great take great take some great kills some interesting stuff i really liked how um halloween kills involved the town trying to like being just tired of his of his shit uh and then halloween ends disappointing it this love thing with this new guy who's kind of like passing the torch from from michael myers where he's like the new guy but he's in love with laurie strode's granddaughter uh, and laurie strode is all of a sudden a Susie homemaker halloween ends is a big bummer i think it's trying interesting stuff but it completely fails completely fails doesn't make any sense uh, but still, overall, I like that. I, I enjoyed that string of movies the most. Just kind of flubbed it on that last one. But the other ones I really liked. So my favorite of the timelines is Halloween 1 and then the, the David Gordon Green ones. So that's my top five of the timelines. Uh, now let's move into my top five 
movies. Oops. Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life, and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspiredisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy T-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. So now let's move on to my top five movies in the Halloween franchise. Starting off with number five is Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. This came out in 1989, like I said. Halloween 4, the niece is being attacked. She, at the end of 4, I thought the end of 4 was great. It, because of the end, it was on my list for a long time. Where she becomes Michael Myers, kills one of her relatives. Uh, in Halloween 5, she's starts off she's in the mental institution she's mute uh she has a friend that like is a buddy of his of hers and she he kind of like understands her she's linked with michael myers so she can kind of feel when he's around uh and of course they're constantly trying to get away from him the whole time uh the camera works amazing the kids acting in in five is amazing uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked all of it. The way it ends is kind of a bummer. They they capture Michael. They put him in a jail. And there's this mysterious character that's been showing up. And you don't find out until 6 what that mysterious character is. But that person breaks Michael Myers out of the jail. So kind of a bummer ending versus 4, which was a great ending. Uh, but the movie I thought was great, right? This kid, crazy. Great acting. Great acting, camera work. I loved it. Halloween 5, number 5. Moving on to my fourth favorite Halloween movie is the Rob Zombie reboot of Halloween. Uh, despite the fact I did not like the second of the Rob Zombie films, uh, I did love his take on Halloween. I loved it was definitely a movie about Michael Myers. It's a movie that kind of tries to make you sympathize in some ways where he's like this neglected kid. He's got a horrible family life. Obviously, it doesn't necessarily justify his brutality uh, where he kills his his like he's like kills animals and he kills these bullies that are trying to pick on him uh, and then eventually just kills his family because he hates his family, although he likes his sister. Right. Um Lori, but well, I guess her name wasn't Lori when they changed her name, but I thought it was great. Gritty, it's got the Rob Zombie, gritty, gory, grounded. Like all of these characters, like the girls, like they all kind of play what I would feel like what a current reboot of somebody mixed up in this type of thing in like not a picture perfect suburbs, but of what it's like for kids to grow up where their parents don't really give a fuck about them and how kind of kids really act. It, it feels more of an honest take on, on the Michael Myers story. So that's why it's at number four. I almost put it higher, 
But, I mean, people aren't going to like this list regardless. I'm sure people have strong opinions on everything. I rewatched all of the movies this week just to make sure. Uh, but, yeah, Rob Zombie, I th- you know, he does – he's pretty good at what he does. I even kind of like the Munsters remake. Um, but, yeah, Halloween, Rob Zombie, super interesting take. Great, gory, brutal. Enjoyed it. Coming in at number four. Rob Zombie's Halloween from 2007. Moving on to my third favorite Halloween film in the Halloween franchise. And this is where people are going to get mad at me. Halloween Kills. I said it's my favorite timeline. Halloween Kills, I almost put at even higher. Uh, Halloween Kills from 2021. Uh, You see Michael Myers versus the Firefighters. And I think in my review of Halloween Ends, I talked about, I thought that was from that movie. It wasn't. Uh, It was in this movie, Badass, where he escapes from the burning house, which kind of makes sense how he got out. He, uh, Lori's in a hospital, right? You have the full town coming after Michael Myers, which is great. The other kids who survived Michael Myers. This movie has, is definitely a movie for people that are familiar with all of the Michael Myers films, all the Halloween movies, I I should say. There's references to so many characters, uh, even has the masks from Halloween 3 as just, a little reference, a little Easter egg. There are people that their dead bodies are, there's a uh, Halloween mass on. There's some super interesting kills uh, where like these people are trying to kill Michael Myers and just not doing a good job, right? There is at one point, a cop's head is turned into a jack-o'-lantern. There's a woman shooting at him with a gun and he kicks the door and it hits the gun. She shoots herself in the head. Like, there are some great kills in this movie. Brutal kills. The, the fact that the town is pissed off and they're, like, just going to, you know, be out there with pitchforks going to hunt him down was great. Obviously, the, the end result of that where there were a lot of unintended victims involved where people assumed it was Michael Myers, uh, which is kind of a similar idea to a lot of zombie movies where people are just taking the opportunity to just kill people and saying they're zombies. So it does a lot of things. I really enjoyed the kills, which is a great part. It has some amazing scenes, like the firefighter scene is, is great. So, and, and there's a point where they think they got him, and of course, they don't got him. And he comes back and, and kills most of them, except for Lori. Uh, kills her daughter, I think, as well in this one, I think. Or was that, I could be mixing up, maybe... Yeah, I think she dies in this one. I don't remember. But I love Halloween Kills. It was great. I almost had it higher. That's number three, Halloween Kills. Moving on to my second favorite Halloween film in the franchise is Halloween from 2018. Uh, Even though it's like another true crime podcast, every time there's a podcast that is featured in another movie or TV show, it's always true crime. I have a problem with that. Still interesting. I I like the way this is shot. I like the way it looked when they went to go visit Michael Myers in the insane asylum where it's like all these people are just there and Michael Myers is an old guy now. This is like 40 years after the fact. Uh, I love that 
Lori is a, you know, a balls to the wall prepper, vigilante, ready for Michael Myers, has traps set, has a compound. All that stuff makes sense. It's, it makes sense that she would have traumatized her kids, training them how to defend themselves from a young age in case Michael Myers came back. All of that stuff felt legit on point. Like, I loved all of that stuff. And how she trapped him at the end, how it ends with them getting him into the basement and trapping him in there, even though he gets away, at least how it moves into the next movie, it doesn't ruin that ending, unlike Resurrection does with H2O. Loved it. Badass, great movie, enjoyed it. Even her daughter was a badass, granddaughter, all that stuff. Great movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so that's why it's number two. And maybe it's recency bias. Who knows? Number two, Halloween from 2018. People are just not going to like me. Uh, but that's okay. Moving on to my favorite Halloween movie. Has to be the OG. It's so hard for these movies that come out, these classic films that come out, and they start off so simple, right? The music, simple music, like all of these iconic elements from the original and how all these other movies have to implement these iconic things just as a nod to the original, the music, first-person camera, the head tilt when he's stabbing somebody to the wall. There's so many falling off of railings, uh, disappearing, like the peekaboo type of thing, uh, which I think is done really well, I think, in Halloween Ends. There's like an automatic light in the backyard of somebody's house. Um, but the original Halloween movie, just creepy, simple, terrifying, uh, frustrating because it's the situation where like Lori thinks she's got him and just kind of leaves the knife there and just like runs away. Uh, he disappears at the end. I, I don't know. There, it just the fact that it's so simple and, and is able to do those things so well uh, and do them so iconic, right? Nothing in the series was as iconic as that original. Uh, I had to put it at number one. I had to. I had to. Uh, because none of the other movies would be anything without this movie. And it's a fun movie. It holds up, I think. You know? I think, th I think people have gotten better at some of the gory, some kills. I think the technology's allowed people to, to pull off way more interesting kills, which I think is a big thing that's required that was sorely missing from most of Halloween Ends. Uh, but yeah, Halloween from 1978, it is a Stone Cold classic, simple movie, and a movie created just like, let's just do a movie on a shoestring budget, let's see if we can do it, let's put this thing together, and uh, tr they tried new techniques, like with that, that first person camera view, great. So much fun, so great, an iconic, a classic for a reason. Coming in at number one is Halloween from 1978. Of course, all of the honorable mentions. It's a great franchise in general. I really did enjoy it uh, watching all the movies. And, uh, you know, it was good to know what the worst one was. Halloween Resurrection pissed me off. It was the only one that made me angry. What they did to Laurie Strode and then turning it into like a wannabe scream real world movie. But let me do this one more time. This is my top five favorite 
Halloween movies from the Halloween franchise. Starting off with number five is Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers from 1989. Number four is the Rob Zombie reboot, Halloween, from 2007. Number three is Halloween Kills from the year 2021. And my second favorite Halloween film is Halloween from 2018 the same director as Halloween Kills and my favorite Halloween movie in the Halloween franchise is the OG the original Halloween from 1978 let me know how wrong I was let me know how you would rank your top five favorite Halloween movies from the Halloween franchise do that first will not be surprised Will not be angry that I'm wrong. This is just my personal list. Also, let me know how you would rank the different timelines. Which group of Halloween movies do you like the the, the most? The original first six, the reboot from Rob Zombie, the David Gordon Green movies, the Halloween H2 on Resurrection for some reason, or is Halloween 3 your favorite Halloween? Do you like fuck off with Michael Myers? I don't care. Let me know how you would do all of that in the comments. I want to know. I want to hear it. Have a great Halloween and enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.